We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome in to Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Thanks so much for listening. Wherever and whenever you're listening, it's probably beer o'clock, and we've got a lot of good stuff coming up for you right here on the podcast starting right now. Welcome back into Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Now, do you know how many beers Patrick just opened at once? 16. He's got a lot of fingers. A lot of fingers. It's kind of creepy, but also kind of interesting. It's a great way to meet ladies. Hey, ladies, look at all my fingers. Hello, nice lady. (laughs) Look at all my fingies. So... The episode today literally was the brainchild of me as I walked into the studio and saw that there was an already a beer in here when I had a beer in my hand. Um, we Thank are gonna, you, brainchild Mike Lynch. We're going to do a let's experiment today because last week we did the Mosaic Single Hops uh, Block 15 IPA, correct? Was See, that last week or two weeks ago? Last uh, week. This you can week. look at the wall. You can well, I looked look up and I didn't know. I don't, I don't remember what was what. Um... This week, I came in a couple minutes after Patrick, and wow, I came in a couple minutes after Patrick. I am a golden god. <laughs> uh, I went to put beer of the week in the fridge because I brought beer of the week today, and I saw one of these beers in the fridge. I was like, oh, Patrick asked me to get glasses. Maybe he forgot to bring the beer in as well. So I walk into the studio with it. He goes, oh, you brought that? I was like, no, this is the one you bought. I you thought idiot. that's what you brought for the beer of the week. No. And I saw that he had the other one in here, and I went, I don't know what we were doing today, but now we're doing this. Yeah, let's talk hops. We're going to let's experiment with the two different, more recent Block 15 single hop beers, which are Citra and Centennial. The Citra is from BT Loftus Ranches in Yakima. Okay. And the Centennial is Wyckoff Farms in Grandview, Washington. This is really cool. I've never heard of these hop farms. Cool. So that's exciting. I'm used to all the Valley peeps and the big boys in, in Yakima, like BSG and YCH. Uh, but I haven't heard of these smaller local ones, so that's kind of exciting. Cool. So we're going to be trying these in a minute and kind of seeing what the difference in the flavors from the hops are. I think we'll be able to do a pretty good job of telling which one is Citra and which one's Centennial. <laughs> well, A, I already knew what glass you poured it in. But B, um, you know, Citra has very distinctive flavors. I think Centennial, for me at least, is a little bit more of a mystery in terms of what flavors I should expect. So that'll be interesting. So we'll get to that in a minute. You can find us most places. You can find podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Omni, 1080thefan.com, radio.com, etc. You can find us on social media, Instagram.com slash beers on us is home base. We have at beers on us pod on Twitter, Facebook.com slash beers on us on Facebook, of course. So like, subscribe, 
do all that stuff with where you find the podcast and on social media and you can dm us and all that kind of stuff if you want our personal ramblings i'm at mike lynch 27 on twitter patrick is at p diddy 085 on both twitter and instagram i realized i haven't posted anything on my personal instagram page in like two months it's because you started tweeting oh that's right i think most people most people most normal people maybe normal is not a good word most well-balanced people <laughs> can only focus so much on one social media page you might have a ton of them right but your focus is on one do you think this is an old thing do you think the young kids uh, yes. can do the tiktok instagram twitter probably. facebook all at once probably i we did should see... get, there should be uh something called like woof where it just does everything for you <laughs> thank you woof thank you Good office reference. I do I love BJ Novak. I, I appreciate the office <laughs> reference quite a bit. Although I did take, as someone who doesn't watch The Office religiously, as I've only seen it once through, I was like, I know that reference. I know that. Ah, right, right. The office. Yeah. Um. So I think the youngs can probably do a better job of it. Yeah. Not that we're particularly old. I'm 31 and, and you're, what, 34, Five. 35. So I'm terrible at ages. God, you've told me that like every week for the last three weeks. And I'm like, you're mid 30s somewhere. <laughs> um. I think it's just a different thing. I can only focus on Twitter, really. Well, I'm not I, on, I don't have an Instagram page, except for the Beers on Us page. And I post on that frequently. Yep. I, um, I try to be good about posting on that. And then Facebook, I haven't posted on Facebook in a year or two. I'm currently locked out of my Facebook. Somebody from Beijing has found your account. Yep, they wanted me. And changed your phone number. They needed me. And created two-step authentication as well. Yep. <clears throat> um, meanwhile, I just I, I scroll through to find like funny videos. Otherwise, I'm... I don't do anything on Facebook, but I did see a funny video on Twitter, my main social media page the other day, of somebody at a game. I think it was spring training in Arizona or Florida, and she had her Snapchat open, and they started recording her. She was clicking on the message, reading it in three quarters of a second, taking a selfie of herself with a weird face and sending it back to like 30 people at once. And then they kept coming back up and she would open it. It would be another weird selfie of that person. And then she'd take another weird selfie and she would keep, it was like this insane, never ending constant stream of snap. My brain hurts. And I'm assuming that young people can do that with multiple at the same time. Damn kids. I don't know. I don't know how they do it, but I think they can do it that way. All right. We can beer. Uh, I took a picture of my, my big haul in beer this week. And then you, Copied me, you jerk. <laughs> My turn. <laughs> uh, I have not had all of them yet because I bought a lot. And one of them is our beer of the week today. I bought a lot as well that I have not gone through. Uh, what I did have was I got uh, I got and drank a Cocoa Cow from Sun River, which is as good as always. Got one in the fridge. Um, I tried. I always keep one in the holster with yeah. Cocoa Cow. Just in case you Just want it. Just in case I want it. You want a little milk chocolate at yeah. night or something always like that? Always keep one in the holster. I tried the Swami IPA, Swami's plural IPA from Pizza, pizza Port. Port. I really enjoyed that yep. beer. That was a really good one. Uh, the other Pizza Port beer that I had months ago, I thought was fine, but unspectacular. And this is like their OG IPA. I can tell why it made them big. It's, yep. it's really, really good. Um, and I had the Backwoods Feckin' Around, which was uh, was an IPA as well. Solid. Uh, nothing crazy good, but just a solid, simple IPA. Which these days we'll take. Uh, still in my fridge are Dystopia. Uh, I know it's going to be fantastic. And I have a Chocolate Mounds dessert beer from Stormbreaker, which is like Mounds candy in a, mm. in a beer, which I'm very excited to try at some point. And uh, the beer of the week that I have, which I'm not going to spoil. And then sadly, I had a drain pour this week. Mm. And um, it was a single hill beer. 
it was a Northwest IPA labeled. It was more of a hazy and it just did not hit any of the notes that I wanted in the beer. And there may, I, I, I'm not great with my palate. There may have been an off flavor in it. I was kind of disappointed because we had the, the snow cap beer mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago. That really, you really liked. Yeah. You liked it too. You mm-hmm. enjoyed it. I think it was also because we had just had the athletic. So, uh, the non-alcoholic beer. So it was like, <laughs> Oh my God, give me beer. This one just had some, something was off with it. I don't know what, if you've had it and you understand what I'm talking about, you know, feel free to let us know on our social media pages. I'm not good enough with my palate to say like, this was diacinol or this was this or whatever. Mm. It was just off and it was so soft. And if you're going to label it a Northwest IPA, dear God, that's not a hazy. <laughs> Please stop. Please stop. Please. No. Otherwise, though, please yes. <laughs> I know Dystopia is going to be my favorite because I haven't had it yet. But boy, that Swami's IPA was good. I liked good. that a lot. I'm glad. Yeah, yeah. I'm back. I'm back at the old grind. Working a day or so at uh, Grains of Wrath. So uh, I've had plenty of Dystopia. Mm. I've been trying to go through. They have a new batch of Vienna Lager on right now that is just excellent. <laughs> Shout out to Victor and Sarah who came and visited me the other day. Good to see you guys as always. Um, <clears throat> I'm a, I'm. Fortunately, I feel like I'm all over the place with beer this week. Some of it I haven't tried, but I'll go through all of it. Um, I started when I wanted to one-up you. I got four beers. Sticky hands, we won't count that. It was great. It was like four days old. I like it a little longer, but we talk about this way too much. Uh, my other IPA is an IPA. Barelick, drink. I'll drink another one. I'll go get another four-pack. Just another great, solid IPA from them. Um, I really love the house flavor that I get out of their beers, and when they do West Coast, I think it's pretty great. I also think one thing that makes Barrel a great drink is that even though they make a lot of West Coast IPAs, you can tell the differences between them when you mm-hmm. have them back-to-back. Like yeah. when we went to Barrel a couple weeks ago, uh, I remember having a couple back-to-back, and both West Coast IPAs, but just different hops, very different. I've noticed that with the Grains Kids, too. Mm-hmm. Like those, you know, you can have... Dystopia, Built for Speed, Overkill, EGA, uh, EGA, Crypt Keeper, Grave Dancer, and they all taste different, yep. and that's that's exciting. Uh, the surprise of the week was the Ex Novo. Uh, what is this? The Intergalactic Pale Reality okay. with Galaxy Hops in it. Um, Ooh, your least favorite. I kind of enjoyed it. Nice. Was it, was, it, a, it, was it a hazy? It was a clear pale. Oh, cool, cool. It was a clear pale and actually had some malt characteristic to it. The galaxy wasn't overwhelming, which was nice. I got subtle hints of it that I think if I wasn't trying to like actually taste it and learn from it, that it would have thrown me off. Um, but I, I really enjoyed it. I thought the hops played well with each other, and it was nice to have a solid beer from Ex Novo because I feel it's been a little hit or miss with them. Uh, one of the fun things I had was the Block 15 Dortmunder Export. Mm, pale, I saw that on the shelf. Yeah. Pale lager, a true pale lager. It comes out copper-colored. Interesting. Um, which is kind of the <clears throat> a little more of the reality of what a pale lager should look like. So I thought that was really fun. I, I enjoyed it, although I was thrown off at first. I was like... You can't tell me these guys actually made a Dortmunder. Uh, and that was really cool. So I enjoyed that. Uh, and then I picked up some other things. Uh, ben Brewing Company, Spot Market. Excellent. My favorite beer of all of this stuff. Ooh, Spot Market. That was like one of our favorites last mm-hmm. year, wasn't Fresh it? Fresh Batch just got out. Yeah, nice. Uh, and then a Pink Boot Society sponsored beer, which was my favorite of all of these. The Montevilla Brew, uh, Brew Works uh, Activity Girl IPA. Excellent. 
What is I've, Pink Boots? I don't know. Pink what that Boots is. Society is uh, a foundation. I'm gonna butcher basically how this is. It's a foundation ran by all women in the beer industry, cool. and they do fundraisers to send their members to, you know, whether it's school classes across the across the country, across the globe, uh, to just kind of bring more awareness to women in the craft beer industry and. If you know me, I'm a huge proponent of getting more love and respect to women in all aspects, uh, and beer is one of my faves, so there's that as well. I have the Chapman Pills in the fridge, which I remember having and liking, but I haven't had that yet. I grabbed another one of the Breakside Brothers Cascadia collab because I really enjoyed it. Um, had a Fort George beer, beer number one, take three. It's actually a really cool story. Did I already talk about this? I think you did, but I don't remember. So they have a really cool saying on their website about it. It's... Uh, very few people, you know, you always remember the first beer you make. Very few people get to make it three times because they have their third system now is up and running the mass production facility. And this was the first beer on the system. So I thought that was okay. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, the beer was okay. I didn't think it was that great. I finished it, but I didn't think it was that awesome. Yeah. Uh, and then I have a Trapdoor IPA, just their house IPA that I haven't had for a while. Had the Keller beer from Wayfinder. Hello. I love you. Thank you. Uh, and then uh, the cool, the weirdest of them all. Uh, was the Diet Pills from Lowercase Brewing, 2.7%. Wow. Drank like a Czech Pilsner, so I had a little skunk to it. Um, obviously, I wanted a little more body, but at 2.7%, uh, I thought it was really cool. Interesting you say that. Um, when I've had Czech Pilses, I've had the skunk flavor, mm-hmm. and I've been like, this seems wrong. <clears throat> it's not. That's like part of the process yeah, of that's it. Yeah, Co- that's the Eastern European style. You're going to get more bready gotcha. in the German style. Interesting. Um, did not know that. Yeah, I'm a little more, I don't know, I go back and forth on them. I mean, you shouldn't get too much skunky, but when it's 2.7%, I'm willing to kind of let a lot of things go. Right. <laughs> and um, it's just in my ongoing side project of trying to find the best really low ABV beers, just because I like to drink. Yes. And I can't be drunk all the time. You could, I but could. you shouldn't. I shouldn't. Yeah. I'm starting to get to bed before midnight, too, Mm -hmm. which is nice. Yeah. Drinking less. Just because your job has changed, too. Well, that and I just decided to be, you know, a contributing member to society. Mm. I I still go to bed around midnight. Yeah, yeah. That's my go-to. Yeah, but I notoriously go to bed at (laughs) 2.15. And that's two more beers for me. (laughs) Then you wake up at 10 and you're like, yeah, you slept for eight hours and you feel like garbage. (laughs) So I'm trying not to do that anymore. Understood, understood. Uh, Let us know what your weekend beer was. Instagram.com slash beers on us. You can DM us there. Or, you know, Twitter, Facebook, the stuff that I've mentioned before. If you want to let us know, let us know there. Okay. Let's experiment. Woohoo! In the big glass, we have the Citra IPA. In the tall, thin glass, we have the Centennial IPA. Wait, stop. Reverse that. What? Centennial is in the shorty, Citra's in the tall. I don't think that's correct. I am the one who poured them. Okay. I thought I saw you pour Citra into this one. Nope. Plus, well. Citra's the more hazy of the two. Okay. I guess I will believe you. You um, should believe me, for <laughs> I am right. Uh, yeah, the Centennial it poured very hazy and is now becoming less so as it's sitting in the glass. The Citra is uh, very hazy looking. It's giving me that. It's not a Block 15 haze. This is giving me the juice haze. The Citra is definitely the juice haze. Um, this one is giving me, the Centennial is giving me more of the Block 15 haze as it's clearing out in the bottom a little bit and the haze is rising a tiny bit. Um, I kind of just want to see if we can discern a lot of differences between these two. You know, I think we we did the Mosaic last week. The mosaic was very notable 
in terms of its flavors. Mm-hmm. I think we were both surprised it was a hazy. Mm-hmm. I think they're kind of all hazies in this series, like not just Block 15 hazies, but they're just hazies. hazies. Yep, that's what it's looking like, especially looking at this Citra. Um, I think we were a little surprised by that, but we felt the mosaic kind of outweighed a little bit of the softness. So I'm curious to see how these two do. I mean, we trust Block 15 <clears throat> as a brewery. So. Totally, totally. Uh, Jeremy, one of our one of our OG listeners, uh, messaged us and said Centennial was uh, the best of the series so far. Okay. Um, so that that's exciting. I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> you don't tell me what to think. Uh, so that's don't pretty tell cool. me what I can't and can't do. And you know, I I, I think what's interesting about this whole thing, and <clears throat> to kind of like open up and get this into a broader scale, you know, I've been talking with a buddy of mine, Martin, who's a former brewer in. We've been we just were on this long conversation the other day about how I don't know how into single hop beers I am anymore. Okay. And I think a lot of it has to do with I think it's coming to a point <clears throat> in in beer where I think we're getting so much more combination of flavors and so much more balance by letting hops play with each other that it's hard to find the single hop that's playing well enough on its own that it's a complete object on its own so this series is really interesting to me because i think if you caught me two three years ago this would have been like my number one thing on my radar i mean like oh my god block 15 is doing a single hop series anybody doing a single hop series would be like oh my god i gotta try them all gotta try them all now i'm more kind of like intrigued on can i get that full flavor just off one i almost feel like i'm doing the opposite from you um because I used to enjoy the very full flavor IPAs way more, Mm -hmm. but as I'm learning more about beer from doing this podcast, I find myself very interested in trying the single hop IPAs. Because it kind of lets you hone in on what kind of styles, what kind of flavors you get from the specifics. I try my best. I'm not great at it like I've talked about. I'm getting better, but um, I try my best just to kind of be like, okay, this is Comet. Mm -hmm. Um, Why is this different than Citra? Why is this different than Mosaic? Why is this different than Strata? And you know, I, I'm doing my best, I, I, and I enjoy them, too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the fact that these are all hazies is giving me a little pause when I've had all of them so far. It's like, okay, it's a hazy, but I do see some of the hop flavor in it. Um, so it's interesting that I'm kind of going backwards on you. Yeah, and and this all boils down this to me. I, I blame Strata for all of this because when Strata finally came around and was being really prominent, <clears throat> I found that it plays best with others. It it stands alone on its own, but boy, there's something about it that just lifts up other hops so much more that it kind of that that is when I started really diving into my curiosity on how they blend together, how they play off each other. Is can you have too much of one and not enough of another? And I'm really interested in that. The 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 difference, what I think is really cool at first, when we poured the mosaic, because I, you know, drank a bunch of them before. At first, I was like, oh, when, once we poured it last week, I was like, oh, these are hazies, but I've got a new viewpoint on them. Okay. Hazies are notoriously softer, correct? Yep, correct. Me as an IPA drinker, I want more full body. I need malt. I need a full balance. In this instance, them being hazy, quote unquote, is probably a good thing because there's <clears throat> because the malt profile is so much softer that the hop character, which is usually a little overpowering for me, I want, like I said, I want that balance. The hop character is going to come through a lot more because there's going to be less bitterness, there's going to be less malt sweetness, and this is just going to, in theory, 
from a brewery that I trust in, in Block 15, this is going to be a little better of an experiment. Well, I've had a sip of each, two sips of each. I oh, will agree with Jeremy. God, the Centennial smells great. I will agree with Jeremy that the Centennial is the best of the three, the Mosaic, the Citra, and the Centennial so far. It is doing a fantastic job of highlighting the hop, and in my opinion, it's not too soft. There's, I would agree. The Mosaic was soft. I just soft. took a sip of it. The Citra is soft. This is not that soft. Well, so it, it's almost as if the Centennial kind of is maybe the Centennial is such a powerful hop that it kind of breaks through that to kind of give you the hop flavors over that soft feeling that you get in your mouth. Well, and Centennial is Centennial to me is one of the most important hops. I wouldn't necessarily say it's my favorite. I do have high praise for it, but I think it's one of the most important. It is a notorious bittering hop. It also has really good flavor. It's old school. It's an old school sea hop. And that's the kind of stuff that we in the Northwest have been playing with forever. When so I'm I was taking, the most intrigued by the Centennial. I do get the bitterness right off the bat with the Centennial, which I think probably is what's counteracting that softness. Mm -hmm. Also kind of like a grassiness at the back end of it for me. I don't mm -hmm. know if that's a natural flavor that most people will say when they have Centennial, but to me it's it's kind of like it's not very fruity. It's a little bit more it's a little bit more grassy on that side of the hot flavors to me. The Citra smells strange to me first of all. I don't know why. Smells it, a little. It smells weird. It smells a little like, I don't know. Smells a little onion garlicky. Yes, um, which is very strange to me. Smells a little sweaty. I don't know why. Is um, that a thing that happens? I don't know. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Uh, a lot of people call it OG um, onion garlic. Um, it can be, in in my experience, I've I come across it when something might be a little over hopped. That's that is such a perfect descriptor because it smells like a bagel to me. Mm -hmm. Onion oh, garlic. There you go. Everything and with, bagel. And you always have everything bagels. Yep. Yeah, so that I usually get that when it when it's a little over hopped, and I think I get it with Citra a decent amount. There's other hops that are just not ringing a bell to me. I'll read some stuff off the cans here. Hop profile notes for the Centennial from Nick and Matt, which I love that they keep doing this, which is really cool. Uh, rich grapefruits, gentle pine, red lifesaver, and rose. Also candied oranges, citrus, bright, assertive, lemony. That's the Centennial. And the tasting notes for Citra, peach skins, papaya, passion fruit, an assertive Citra, tangerine, citrus, tropical fruit, and berry. So and I once am, again, they've got all the alpha acids and beta acids. and I am getting the pine, I guess, from the Centennial. I guess that's the grassy. Mm -hmm. I'm not Again, I'm not getting a ton of that, the fruity kind of like pop flavors, but they say rose, you know, that's more of like mm. a gardeny kind of flavor. I guess I'm getting kind of that. I think that's naturally where I'm going with my palate. And yeah, the Citra is Citra. I can tell it's Citra. I know it's citrusy, and I get more lemon in the Citra than the Centennial, to be honest with you. And, and I think I, I think there's, I think Citra is coming a long way. I think Citra hops tend to be very, yeah, lemony and citrus forward to where now I think they're getting a little more... Like I, nuanced or something? Yeah, I think they're getting a little more diverse in some of the flavor profiles that are coming out and not just kind of straightforward uh centennial hop also found in block 15's house ipa you'll see that we've done that before yeah it's on the bottom shelf it has the uh deep sea diver on it uh sticky hands i remember being slightly disappointed <clears throat> by that one i think you got to get it fresh okay it also is the maltiest ipa block 15 ever makes 
Uh, emerging Sunshine and One-Off Seasonals with Centennial. I do like Emerging Sunshine and, of course, Sticky Hands. Citra is Sticky Hands. I think there's just every hop is in Sticky Hands. Uh, Joy, their Pale Ale. And Fresh Flow, which is usually their spring-summer seasonal. The Fresh Flow is... That's not the... Win- that's not the like... clear, and the Fresh Pow is... The Fresh Pow. Fresh Pow is hazy. There fresh Flow is clear. That's the winter be, one, right? I could be switching those. No, I, I think remember. you're right. Because Pow is like... It's a snowboarder, right? Right. I think that makes sense. Okay. And also one-off seasonals. I mean, this series is awesome. Yeah. Are, how many are they doing? Do you know? I think I heard the last one is Strata. So there's four total. There's four total. The Strata one's going to be really interesting because... Well, we've like had I a... said, I've talked about that being such a great hop that plays well with others. But Breakside did that strata, 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 and that is my friend is incredible. We've had a couple of breweries, I think, do strata single hops and have been very enjoyable. Well, remember the the first one we ever had was the Worthy Strata IPA. Oh yeah, that's right. That was the <clears> first <throat> time we ever tried strata. That's right. And I remember been I'd been like searching for it. Yep. And it was a single hop, right? And or may- maybe it had a balancing hop in it, but. I remember we were blown away by that beer because we were like, what is this hop? It's fantastic. And then we put Strata into our own beer, Beer of the Week. Your choice was Mosaic. My choice was Strata because I knew... It would a, play I know, well. A, I know <clears throat> Rick and Ben know, know their hops really well. And I knew no matter what hop you chose, I knew you were going to choose Mosaic. But if you threw a curveball and were like, no, I want like, dang, give me Simcoe. I knew that Strata was going to play well. And they put Simcoe in anyways. So. Right, right. And Strata was fantastic in that beer too. So I'll be very interested to see how that one does by Easily itself. my favorite hop. But but that but that goes to show that's my progression in my hop as I'm talking. I like, I want my hops to play with each other. I want then, you know, I want, you know, you can be, you know, you can be Mike Trout and be the best, the best baseball player in the world. But if, if there's no one else around you, your team sucks. And guess what? The Angels suck. I would rather be, you know, I'd rather be the Corey Seager on the Dodgers, who's the third, fourth best player on that team. But all of a sudden in the World Series shows up and wins an MVP. And you're like, well, because that's really important. Corey. Corey. You, you thrilled, you our, thrilled fans our fans throughout the postseason. Uh, you know. For those of you who listen to both of our shows. <laughs> That'll be really funny for you, yeah. I hope. Uh, and sorry with the baseball reference, but I think those of you that don't watch baseball can understand. You know, Corey Seager's, you know, the fourth, fifth best player on that team, including pitchers. Mike Trout is clearly the best player on the planet Earth. And if you think that as you do with Mosaic, or as I used to with Simcoe and Citra, and I used to bounce around. I love Chinook. I've always loved Chinook. Um, that Strata, I, I, I want the team. But this is really fun. Um, I actually think this Citra beer is better than we're giving it credit for. As I've taken more sips of it, it's hitting me better. The Centennial of these two is still my favorite. I, I think I agree that I like the Centennial more, but I there's something about this Citra, like the mouthfeel and the finish, that is really pleasant. It's soft, for sure. Mm-hmm. And I've had issues also, with... Also, it looks like lemonade. <laughs> I've had issues with soft beers lately, just because they don't talk to my palate. This is cool, though. I, I'm into this. And, you know, RJ hit us up. He's been, you know, he, he he moved out to the coast, basically, or closer to. And so he gets a lot more. And he mentioned that he was surprised that I liked the mosaic as much as I did because it's he, felt, he found it so soft. Mm-hmm. But I think for this experiment, and I think I went into it before we did it on the podcast, I went into it knowing that this is an experiment. That it, it, it talked to me. I think when you find a random, when I find a random beer on the shelf, 
that's like, here's a West Coast IPA, and we used Citra and Galaxy and Strata to create this luscious bouquet of blah, 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 blah. Uh, and then I taste it, and there's no body to it. I'm just kind of like, this is lame. You missed out on an opportunity. This, on the other hand, I think that's the point. Yeah. And I think knowing it, like you said, Northwest IPA, hazy. You're like, don't do that to me. Yes. Like, that pisses you off. That pisses me off, too. I'm walking into this knowing that, okay, I really want to taste the BT Loftus Ranch's crop of Citra. I really want to taste the Wyckoff Farms of Centennial. And what's the mosaic? Wasn't that Wyckoff Farms, too? Coleman. Coleman? Coleman. Okay. Coleman's local. Okay. Uh, and 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 I think that is what this let's ex- let's experiment is all about. Yeah, I uh, I like this because I have a really hard time when I have IPAs with multiple hops, which is most of them, discerning what flavors are coming from what hop. Mm-hmm. So I think this gives me a bit of a foot up to next time I have a beer with multiple hops to say, hey, this flavor is centennial, right? Citrus easy. Yeah. Citra's easy. And frankly, I think Mosaic's kind of easy just because it's very unique as a hop. But generally, I'm I'm trying to find, like, what what makes Chinook stand out in this? And, mm-hmm. like, where can I find the Simcoe? I understand what Simcoe tastes like. <laughs> I mean, that is a pungent, baby. Because it is so unique. Galaxy, for me, is the same way. But I, I like, have fun when I'm taking a sip, like, ooh, there's this. There's, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, Talos very coconutty. Mm-hmm. That's kind of an easy one, too. Um, you're like, oh, there's the Simcoe. Or like, oh, there's the Citra. But Centennial, I feel like, is kind of more of a middle ground hop. Mm-hmm. So it'd be interesting to see if I can taste it now when I see it in beers. And I think, yeah, I think I'm just ahead of you. you oh, know? for sure. Yeah, in the, sense of, in the sense of, you know, I probably went that route and don't remember it. I didn't see, this is why I envy you so much in this podcast, because I didn't have really that avenue to talk about this stuff when I was first learning it. So now I'm kind of like, <clears throat> when did you know what Chinook tastes like? I'm like, I have no idea. <laughs> and then they told me it's in Breakside IPA, and I love that beer. You know, it's like, okay, cool. So even even I have a hard time. I mean, I think there's the, the pungent. And I think that's why I'm a lot more interested in the collab aspect of it. Gotcha. Well, there you go. There's our Let's Experiment for the day. <clears throat> Citra versus Centennial using... And- we the, might as well do the strata. Yeah, we'll we'll do the strata next out. week. Just for the purposes of this episode, it'll be Citra versus Centennial using the Block 15 Selection Series beer. If you are intrigued by these and haven't been able to find them, uh, keep looking. I mean, there are most bottle shops and places that have beers like this. You'll be able to find it. So. The Citra was packaged on the 7th and the Centennial on the 10th. Okay. Whoa. So you should find both of My them. My voice cracked. Um, yeah, that's what, 10 and... Eight days old. Perfect for me. Yeah. <laughs> Come at me. Like, give me right, a little time to breathe. Right in that sweet spot for you. Uh, all right. I have a beer of the week that is a brewery that we said we were going to go to. We never did. And then the pandemic hit, and we definitely didn't. I'm excited because I think you told me what beer this was yesterday, and I completely forgot. Yes. This is what happens when I go to bed early. <laughs> if I go to bed early and I'm not drunk at 2 o'clock in the morning, then I forget everything. That sounds backwards. I know. I'm a backwards kind of guy. Upside down. We'll turn your hat backwards then. No, no. What am I, Tony Romo? We already tilted to the side for no CC. One, no one needs to see Chief Wahoo. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're the second person to mention that today. I walked out. I never wear this hat. And I walked out of the house today. I was like, you know what? It matches the ensemble. I'm feeling spring training. It does match your outfit. It's it's, it's my World Series hat. It was, it's my mom's birthday tomorrow. And I went to go see my mom today because I'm busy all day tomorrow. And I went to the World Series with my mom. So I thought I'd throw it on, feel good. 
walked out of the house, walked down the stairs, go to my truck. This old guy walking by goes, Chief Wahoo, huh? I was like, God, I hate this hat. <laughs> <laughs> but it's my World Series hat. Well, this is my favorite hat, and I never get to wear it because of the racist and sensitive <laughs> mark on the front. <laughs> oh, one other note before I forget, I wanted to mention it earlier. You hear the echo? I do. I don't think they do, though. <laughs> um, I saw a commercial today, yesterday. I saw a commercial on TV for a new Sam Adams hazy IPA. Mm. You know when it's reached Sam Adams and they're going to mass produce it across the country? You know it's there. You know there's a you know it's it's here to stay. I also heard they retooled the Boston Lager. Really? Yeah, I heard they retooled it. Like just kind of went back to the drawing board and it's still the quote unquote Boston Lager, so it's an amber lager. Uh but I've I've heard the recipe has been tweaked. Interesting. Honestly, I've always kind of enjoyed that beer. It's a good, simple beer. I think it's fine. And, yeah, it's, I mean, it's a gateway beer. Yeah, and there's a reason Boston Beer Company is, you know, the Number second one. largest brewery in America. Yep, second largest independent craft brewery in America behind Yingling. Oh, that's right. Yingling's number one. That's right. Boston beer number two. Boston beer, now that it got Dogfish Head, didn't jump Yingling? No, Yingling makes a lot of Yingling. <laughs> when you only make two beers, it's easy. Although Yingling doesn't make beer for out here. Right. Weirdly. Although it just got to the Midwest. I still haven't had a Yingling. It's spreading. Yeah, it's, it's spreading. spreading. I still have never had a Yingling. Yeah, it's probably fine, but you know. I, hey, a, man, I got to, dude. I you just gotta need, try it. I just need to mark it off the bucket list. You gotta you know. know. I gotta, gotta know. I gotta know. Um, yeah, okay, so... Uh, the beer is from a brewery we were supposed to go to. Exciting. I would still like to go to. They're all breweries that I really want to go to. Shout out Occidental. We were supposed to do this with somebody else. Oh. And do a multiple brewery tour with said person. <gasps> Ooh, I know what this is. So, we'll get to that next. This is Beers on Us, Mike Lynch, Patrick Harris here in Nevada Pale Ale. <laughs> Beer of the Week time! I'm here on Beers and Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. That was clutch. I was a little behind a little behind the gun on that one. Talking some NCAA tournament on the side. The beer in front of us is a black IPA. Ipa, Ipa, Ipa! From a brewery in Oregon City, Coin Toss Brewing. This is a place we were going to go uh, with... Uh, Dave Fleming. Dave Fleming. The OG. The man himself. He is. Uh, he knows all the Oregon City breweries, and he wanted to bring us down there and do an episode. And that was, I want to say, like January. We went up yeah. there. It's a lucky lab. And, to be fair, uh, everyone knows Dave Fleming. But he wanted to go with us. Yes, yes. So Great we, human being. We were intrigued by doing that, and then we kind of like, okay, we'll do it. And we got busy, and we asked him if he wanted to do it. Then he got busy, and then COVID. So... This was one of the breweries we were going to go to. I like this can a lot. With Dave Fleming. It's coin toss. And uh, it's called Black Hole IPA. Hole is spelled incorrectly. H-O-H-L. And uh, yeah, it's a spaceman with a black IPA in his hand. It's uh, a pretty cool can. Dark and hoppy with a malty backbone and a hint of roast. Two-row, crystal, victory, and chocolate malts are complemented by... Remember when I was telling you classic sea hops? Mm -hmm. well, here they are. Columbus, Chinook, Centennial, Cascade. What is happening? Literally the classicest of the classic. As my good friend Andy Dirt Johnson would say, what is happening? <laughs> I'm into this. I'm into this what very much can? so. Does it, say? it doesn't say. Hmm. Um, but this is cool. I, I don't see a lot of coin toss um, packaged. Maybe I'm not looking. Um, so I, I. But I feel like I don't see a whole lot. But I, I think this looks sleek. 
It has a cool package for sure. Yeah. And uh, one of our listeners, I guess, lives in Oregon City, I imagine. And he, he has let us know on Instagram that the Sweet Ooh, Heat fruity. from Burnside Brewing, which is now gone, it exists at Coin Toss. And Sweet Heat was one of my favorite beers from mm-hmm. Burnside Brewing because it was unique and it had a good spice character to it. And uh, I, I, I don't know if their old brewer went down to Coin Toss or maybe he shared some recipes or whatever. But I think they have some of the beers from Burnside Brewing at Coin Toss now. Mm. Which excites me right. because for me that was one of those that I always thought it was underrated, and then they shut down in a really weird conspiracy laden way. <laughs> like the the employees <clears throat> showed up and there was a lock on the door and the, the sign lock and it's like get the sign the sign said sorry we're good we're done, and like it was a perfect location. It's across from a concert hall I used to go to all the time, and uh, it was it was just a place like whenever I would go see my metal shows. I would go to Burnside Brewing. Mm-hmm. And then I know Mickler opened up like a pop-up shop there. Yeah. And I don't know if that's still there or not. No, I, did, I don't think it is. I didn't get a chance to go there when they I were there. I think that was kind of a failed experiment. I mean, shocker, people in Oregon don't want to see people not from Oregon come in and try to take over. I mean, it's just... Also COVID. Yeah, oh, COVID. Yeah, sure. COVID's a big thing, but I don't know. I mean, I think there's a lot of us big beer drinkers. I, I always tell this story, and I've probably told this story on this podcast multiple times. When Fatheads rolled in downtown... Everybody was kind of like, oh, some cool guys from Pennsylvania. You use a lot of malt in your IPAs? Ohio. <laughs> and we're like, what? Ohio. Ohio. Well, Ohio, they're in Cleveland and Pittsburgh. Oh, are they? Okay. But I was kind of, but yes, home base is in Cleveland. You are correct. Right, Cleveland? Yep. Yeah, you are correct. And we're kind of like, oh, yeah, you use a lot of malt in your IPAs, huh? Yeah, we'll see how this works out. Then all of a sudden, everybody knew who Mike Hunsaker was. <laughs> and, uh, and Fathead's beer turned out pretty good. Yep. But I do think the initial reaction is very much kind of like, you I know, still miss their fat. Get their, the hell out of here. Their fat witches or whatever they called them. Those giant sandwiches. I liked those a lot. Well, I wouldn't know. I would never order a giant sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> that was my go-to. Um, yeah, so this is Black IPA. Mm-hmm. Black IPAs kind of have, in my opinion, they're kind of all over the board. Sometimes they're a little bit maltier and just have a, a, a hint of hops. Sometimes the hops really come through, and it's just kind of a little bit of a uh, a softer way to drink a hoppy beer without it being a hazy. Also known as a Cascadian dark ale. Yep, and uh, it kind of like just melts it out a tiny bit. Sometimes it's just very hoppy, but with more sweetness than you would expect. Mm-hmm. This one is kind of hitting me at that last one that I said there. I taste the hops, but it's got the sweetness of a dark beer kind of popping through a little bit. And... Um, it's kind of one of those where there's a little bit more of a, v- a variety of flavors each sip. Some black IPAs are very one note. Some of them are very uh, rich. This one's not that rich, and it gives me a lot of a lot of flavors popping through, which I think is good. I get a decent dry finish in it. The uh, the highlight of this beer, in my opinion, is the aroma. Mm. I think the aroma uh, is very fruity. The hops really shine in the aroma. And at, when I took the first sip, all I got was kind of really dry roasty character yep. but i just took another sip and i'm getting a lot more kind of that fruity mouthfeel that i was tasting the aroma but this aroma i smelt it and instantly went whoa i think you can if you go back and listen you'll just hear me randomly go oh fruity <laughs> yep and that and that and that's what i got and you know me i'm a back end guy and i'm an aroma guy now that's not true that like, could be said for a lot like of things a, by i like the way. a good mouthfeel too i'm a back end guy i'm a aroma guy and i'm a mouthfeel guy mm that's what she said. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> I, I just lobbed that for you. Here you go. Here you as go. As slowly go. as I could, I was like, "Hey, look at what I'm doing." Sexual references. <laughs> Wee. I love when Dwight gets the concussion. 
And the doctor asks him something, and he goes, that's what she said. And the doctor kind of chuckles, and Michael just goes, that's my line. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, this is I think this is a good black IPA. It's not my favorite that I've had. This is a style recently in the last few years that has really popped. I see a lot of breweries making it kind of around this time of year, oh, too. interesting. I always feel like it's dying, like the CDA is dying. Well, it's because it's not called a CDA anymore. Yeah, I it's guess that's It's called a black true. IPA. I'm seeing a lot more black IPAs on the show. CDA shelf. is a hard thing to sell. Yeah. Um, I remember the first time I had a CDA. Although I love the CDA way more than black IPA as a name. I do, too. For me, as like a beer nerd, I love CDA Cascadian way more. Dark than, Ale. You're yeah. like, kind of, what the hell is that? That sounds like Northwest Dark. Gotta be hops. Let's go. Um, the first one I ever had was a Pelican CDA. Ah, uh, yeah, and it was very good. I love that beer. Yeah, my first, my first black IPA is Sinister Black. Yep, you know that's my thing. And Armored Fist from Boneyard. Um, oh my god, my Armored s- Fist. I never had that. Oh one. god, that baby would just. I dream about it. Sinister at Black was my. I guess actually that was my first one. I didn't realize that was a black IPA when mm-hmm. I had it. That was my first one. Then I had the Pelican CDA, and then I had Culminations Four and Twenty. Which was dynamite. Four and twenty is excellent. This is this is a good one. It's not my favorite, but it's good. It's a solid entry into that realm. I think here's the thing: when I view breweries like Coin Toss and others of the same size or maybe stature that are smaller but trying to make a name for themselves, I'm not necessarily expecting every beer I have to just be like, "Whoa, this is amazing." Sierra Nevada Pillow, twice backwards. Um, I just want it to be good. I mm-hmm. want it to be like, you know what? I enjoy this beer because it means that you're learning and you're growing a little bit and you're taking what you're finding at other breweries. Not everyone's going to come in and just be breakside immediately, right? You got to right. build your way up. So when I try beers from these smaller breweries, I don't have the expectations of, say, having a new Barrelick beer. It's just more of like, hey, am I going to enjoy this? Yes, I enjoy this beer. Well, I mean, a twofold. One, at the end of the day, aren't we here to enjoy our beer? Absolutely. You know, that that's the biggest thing. Not well, everything needs to be like, hey, what's the ranking of this compared to Culminations it, 4 it, and 20? Yeah, and exactly. All that kind like, of stuff. Let's not compare stuff here, you know. Is Tom Brady as good as Patrick Mahomes? I don't know. I don't care. You know what I mean? Like he's way better. We we do our we do things differently. You know, and, seven Super Bowls. <laughs> and what's what's interesting now? And what's interesting is with the Black IPA and the CDA, there's no guideline for it. Nope. There's no guideline for it. You know, which Bruce, is why I so, said yeah, there's so many different yeah, types that you Association, can get. Brewers Association BA, you know, they they don't have a guideline for it. It's not a style of GABF. It's you know things like that. So. It lends yourself to be as experimental. And I think if you are a smaller brewery like a coin toss, you're playing with house money at that point. So you can kind of create this beer however you want to create it because there's no right or wrong answer. And that to me is special. That to me is important. That to me is why we have beer. Now, if I live in, you know, if I live in, uh, I'm trying to pick a big city that doesn't have great beer. If I live in Houston, Texas, okay, okay, I probably am not as interested in a smaller brewery being experimental on a style that has no guidelines because I'm probably scared to death. But you live in Oregon. You also might not know any better, though. Right. You, But you live in Oregon. You're in the greater Portland area. That's exciting because I know at the end of the day, sure, there's probably some breweries out there that need a lot of work. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, most breweries in this town have people that have been here for a long time, have a great amount of experience, and can at least make something that's not going to be rancid. Well, you like, ever had homebrew that tastes like kerosene? Yep. Yeah. That's 
awful. We're not going to run into that with breweries in this in the greater area. The a great example of this was from last podcast when I talked about it. Is I've had two beers from Binary Brewing, for who's going from Nano to Small, and I've never had a beer from them in my entire life. And I know I know they're in Beaverton. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a friend who visited me uh, multiple times, text me about them once, like, "Hey, have we ever been to this brewery?" And it was Binary. I was like, "No," because uh, he just knew I lived in Beaverton, and he was like, "Hey, like, have have you been here?" And I was like, no, I haven't. And I just kind of like ignore. I saw where it was, and I was like, I don't ever go to where that is. Like, I would have no reason to ever go to Binary, right? Mm-hmm. It's at the very edge of Beaverton, over by like where. Um, and you're more West Side Beaverton, right? Well, not anymore. I used to be very West Beaverton. Now I'm kind of North Beaverton. But this is like Shoals Ferry in Allen, over by like where the West Portland Hills begin on the okay. other side of the hill. Okay. It's like right at the edge. I have, n- I never have any <clears throat> reason to go there, mm-hmm. and. Um, it was over there, and I was like, "Oh, okay, whatever. I don't. I'm never going to go there." And I started seeing them can because of COVID, and I saw the news that they were opening uh, a brick and mortar that is in downtown Beaverton, next near Ex Novo, and where Breakside's going in, and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, "Okay, let me give them a try." And I was like, "Wow, okay, Nano Brewery, just like Brewery 26, right?" We, had we them love on the those podcast. guys, absolutely. When, the friends when, of the show. When we had Brewery 26 on, it was like. Do I trust a nano brewery? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And then we tried the beers and we were like, wow, okay. Yeah. Now we see why you guys are open up, opening up mm-hmm. your brick and mortar and you're growing. And it's like, that's cool. So when I see breweries like this and like Binary and like Brewery 26, I don't go in expecting Breakside, Berlick, whatever you want to put at the top. You remember the right? first time we had Montevilla beer? We were yep. like, this is not going to be good. And it was like, this, this is, is actually really good. pretty good. Yeah. I go. I don't go in expecting that, and I, I I don't know if this is the case, but I wonder if people go in when they try those beers expecting that level, because yeah. we're spoiled. Yeah, and, we're lucky and, and lucky, and I I wonder if it's just more of like a lower the expectations a little bit because that's like creme de la creme, top of the line in the country, best beer you're going to find across the entire United States, right? Right, is a couple of those breweries in this in this area that we would agree upon. Mm-hmm. That's not going to be everyone. Yeah. There's only so many people who can do that. It's true. So the expectation should be, do you enjoy the beer? Yes. Or no. So do you enjoy this beer? Yes, I enjoy it. Hey, man, I think I said this in the very beginning. I think I've said it a thousand times, and I'll say it a thousand more times. There's only two kinds of beer, man. Good and bad beer? Good beer and bad beer. It's like music. There's only two kinds of music. Mm-hmm. Good music and bad music. So You like bad music. I like good music. It's just how it is. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. No, you like bad music. But, but, but anyway. <laughs> but it's all, prefer- you know, it's all preferential. But at the end of the day, if you drink this black IPA from Coin Toss, which I would drink again, if you don't like this beer, that is your personal taste. Yep. Because this is a solid beer. It might not hit where you want it to, or you know, I'm thinking like the 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 biggest ne- the, the the negative person that's drinking this beer. It might not be where you want it to be, but this is solid. Mm-hmm. I enjoy this. I like I said, I think the aroma on this beer is fantastic. I'm really into the aroma on this. Good think, beer, bad beer. This is good beer. It's a good beer. I think that's why I really am really adamant about breaking out of your comfort zone and trying other beers that you see on the shelf. That's why I've pushed you to try to do that a little bit more. I know, and I'm just chicken shit about it and don't want to do it. That's why I talk about it constantly. Hopefully you guys have gotten anything out of it when I've talked about it, is yes, you're going to get some drain pours. Mm-hmm. I had one this weekend. Right? I have it's, them all the time. It's going to happen. But you're also going to be surprised, mm-hmm. and you're going to find places that you didn't know about. And I, I would have <clears> never <throat> discovered that Binary Brewing had a beer that I thought was good 
if I was too scared to try a Nano Breweries beer that I saw on the shelf at Market of Choice. Hey, when I first came back to town, uh, I only drank IPAs and Hoppy Pails, and someone took me to Occidental, and someone took me to Commons, and I was like, why am I here? This is terrible. Mm-hmm. I don't want this. Occidental Alt Beer, one of my favorite beers of all time. Yep. Myrtle from Commons, one of my favorite beers of all time. It's just one of those things where we always want the best. Duh. Of course. That's what we want in life. But it's very hard to get the best constantly, especially when there's so much beer here. Mm-hmm. It's just be willing to go out of your comfort zone and try something because maybe you'll find a brewery that all of a sudden blows you away. For me, that was Cold Fire this year. Yeah. Right? Cold Fire is a brewery that I tried years ago. I didn't like that much. I thought it was fine, and I just never went back to it again. I tried it again. Either they changed brewers or they got better or whatever the case may be. And I was like, wow, this is now one of my favorite breweries in the state. I love Cold Fire's beer. Mm -hmm. I've had almost all good beer from them, a couple of misses, but almost all good beer. I never would have done that if I was sticking in my lane. I know. know? So I got to drive the car across the median at times and take, take bigger risks. Yeah. But I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I think if you look at what I posted, you'll see, you know, the last couple times on Instagram, you'll see, yep. okay, there's some OGs in there, mm-hmm. but, you know, I'm trying. I'm trying. Keep an eye on what I post, because I'm always going out You're always. completely into left field. I'll get, like, one or two that I know I'm going to like. Sure, because, like, like, you can't you can't buy eight beers and hate them all. Right. That's a crappy day. I got Coco Cow and <laughs> Dystopia this week, You're right? You're like, okay, I know I'm good. Yep. Let's take some risks on some other things. I, pizza port. Okay, I've had one beer that I didn't like. Me, that Swami's like, was great. Me, I'm like, wow, this Block 15 is really good. <laughs> wow, Wayfinder knocking it out of the park again. <laughs> really going out on a limb. Well, hey, what are you talking about? I got this Montevilla beer. Shut up. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for us this week. We'll be back next week, uh, every Thursday at 4 o'clock. I'm actually taking a trip next week, but because we have scheduling, it's still going to come out Thursday still at 4 o'clock. Come out Thursday at 4. Uh, so we'll uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Subscribe, rate, review, download wherever you find us. If you have yet to do so, it helps us out a lot. Um, I've been keeping an eye on the download numbers now that we can. You guys are listening every episode. We appreciate it. Uh, the one that we did on the tax hike, potential tax hike, got a lot of listens. Yep. Um, so that That's easily, we've been doing this for two and a half years now. That's easily my top five favorite episodes. It's one of the best ones we've done. Shout I think. out to the Oregon Brewers Guild and Christina and all the hard work they do down there. So if you skipped it, uh, go back and listen to that one. And you can, we also see like when you guys are downloading, like you guys are listening from back and all the way up, you know, you're just catching up and mm-hmm. I, I appreciate that. Thank you for listening to all the episodes and uh, we'll see you next week and uh, try more beer. And if it's good, it's good. If it's not, it's not. Catorces.